Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, day one's always tough because it's one, it's new. It's especially new this year. Um, we're not in pads. So there's only so much you can do when you're out there in helmets. Uh, so it's, it's, it's uh, knocking the rust off for one. You know, conditioning-wise, uh, it'll be different. We'll be out there for a little over two hours on Saturday, and, and we haven't uh, necessarily trained for two and a half hours since we started in January. We've had sessions in the weight room, but that's different. As intense as that is, that's different than going out on the field for a two-plus-hour practice. So uh, just the mentality and the mindset that we want to have in practice, the competitive spirit. We're looking to see our guys compete. Uh, we're looking you know, to see how our guys – or not see how, but to make sure our guys are, are flying around and, and playing fast uh, when they're out there and, and being able to get lined up execute what we have called uh, these first initial days. And then as we get into uh, full pads, being able to, you know, really evaluate where we are from a football standpoint. But, you know, if we can walk out of there on, on Saturday and say that, you know what, that was a fast, efficient, crisp uh, practice where, where guys were where they were supposed to be and, and uh, finishing plays and competing, I'll be happy. And what's up? That's, of course, the voice of Shane Beamer, Gamecocks football coach. Uh, Starting their very first, uh, the first spring practice of the Beamer era will take place 9.25 a.m. on Saturday morning. Don't know why we decided on 9.25 versus like 9.30, but uh, 9.25 kickoff uh, for the Gamecocks in really what is a jam-packed sports weekend. Uh, So I'm excited to talk about all that. What's up to everybody that's already in the chat? What's up, everybody listening after the fact on all the major podcast platforms, whether you're on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or again, listen to the audio version. We appreciate you, and we appreciate our good buddy Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. Clint is the presenting sponsor of the show. He's a good buddy of ours, good buddy of Gamecock Central, and he can be your good buddy, too, because he'll get you in a new house at a great rate, so just Hit Clint up, ClintHammond.com, 803-771-6933, and tell him that we sent you. I'd love to say that he'll hook you up with a great deal because we sent you, but really he's going to get you a great deal regardless. So, uh, But but tell him just so he knows that the show works and the presenting sponsorship works. Again, I'm Wes. He's Chris. Great week uh, or great weekend coming up. Tournament is on. Uh, you got a tournament on in that room as well, Chris? Uh Tournament is on in the background. Um, you know, if we could get Chris to unmute himself, we would be able to hear what he's saying. But uh, tournament is on in the background. Um, we're hanging out. Uh, you got football on Saturday. You got South Carolina and Don Saley in the women's basketball program. Uh, they're tipping off on Saturday on Sunday at 6 p.m. ESPN against Mercer. So we're excited about that. Gamecocks baseball 
taking on Vanderbilt, who is, uh, depending on what poll you look at, um, number two in the country by the poll uh, that South Carolina uses in the release that they send out. So, uh, dude, plenty of stuff to talk about, plenty of stuff for South Carolina fans to maybe – this feels like – hopefully the weather cooperates, man, because this feels like a great weekend. Maybe grill out a little bit. Maybe get a Columbia Craft, who's not an official sponsor, but one day they hopefully will be, and uh, and hang out and, and watch some sports, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I have not looked at the weather other than uh, tomorrow morning. And it looks solid. This morning, windy outside. I think this morning's wind was more what we were supposed to get yesterday. I was out pretty early this morning. But, yeah, going to be a fun weekend with a lot of uh, different, you know, Gamecock-related activities. And even aside from that, just having the NCAA tournament back is awesome, man. I, I, I don't know. Even though it's a little bit different because it's not, you know, the exact fan atmosphere you're accustomed to. It's really cool having it back. A lot of the same feel right now. Really good game going on as we sit here live and as we record this. Florida, Virginia Tech going on. Colgate and Arkansas going on. Several other games. Clemson plays Rutgers tonight at 920. That's one that some people might be keeping an eye on. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fun weekend, man. Look, Looking forward to, uh, you know, checking out the women's game, seeing how the baseball team can compare against Vandy. And, of course, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, First look at Gamecock football spring practice. Yeah, and uh, Winthrop playing, I think, tonight at like 9.57 p.m., I think, which is the uh, the late game tonight. And uh, this is also, you know, every single day is like a national day now, so it'll be like National Donut Day, um, National Go Get Your Teeth Clean Day. Um, today is also National Where is True TV on my uh, television service day because it's the only this is the only time in the entire year you'll actually need and want to watch true TV. So I was happy to find out, even though Hulu Live does not have Fox Sports South for me to watch the Braves anymore, Hulu Live certainly does not have the Longhorn Network, as we have learned. That's on the Longhorn Network, though. But they do have true TV, so I was happy to find that out Today, uh, we'll be joined by Colin Taylor. By the way, Gamecock Baseball, you can stream it this week. SEC Network Plus, 7.30 tonight, which is Friday. Noon, first pitch on Saturday. That's SEC Network without the plus, uh, the main one. And then 2 p.m., these are all our time, Eastern time. 2 p.m., SEC Network Plus on Sunday. Uh, We'll dive into that with Colin. Um, So I'm going to save that. He's hopping on here in a second. But, dude, I'm, it, it hit me today. I was talking to a couple of people that are involved or around the program a little bit, and uh, there's, a, there's an excitement level, I think, within the program, an excitement level outside the program to actually get on the field, um, South Carolina practice a little bit. And for the first time in over a year, uh, we'll, we'll be able to be out there for a little bit and get a glance at things. So I'm excited for that. And I'm thinking um, – this is going to give us plenty to talk about going into next week's show. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> hit on some of that uh, yesterday's show. I was going to say Wednesday, but it's actually yesterday, obviously. Did a, a little Thursday show. Um, and, and hit on some of that. And just really, I think the biggest thing, number one thing, thinking the first time to see this team in quite a while, see any football in quite a while um, in terms of a practice setting. And, and so will we get to see a lot? No, I think – this is going to be that typical first practice where we don't we don't know exactly what we're getting, 
we don't know if we're going to see them stretch and then we're going to see a bunch of kickers and quarterbacks throwing into a net. We don't know if, hey, maybe we'll see a little bit of some guys actually line up and catch some passes. Maybe we'll see some one-on-ones. I don't know what we'll see. We'll have to see how Shane Beamer will structure that. I have not heard. Uh, But I think it's going to be sort of frantic on our parts, Wes, to try to put eyes on all the different guys, try to see who's there, try to get eyeballs on some of these newcomers, some of the guys that were, you know, that are returning. Saw a picture today on Gamecock football social media. They put out a little collage of what they did in the stadium last night. And it looked like they had hooked two guys together. <laughs> and, uh, you're, you're about to steal my thunder, Chris. Uh, I'm going to steal it? Yeah. I will steal it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Steal it. No, no, no. I, I, was, I was actually – I was – You're applauding? mad, but I was a little bit – yeah, I was mad. I was like, why did they have to put out that picture? Because that was going to be a note in my final pre-spring practice Carolina Confidential that I'm working on. Um, but yes, that was a part of Friday's workout. Yep. No, no man left behind type of, uh, yep. approach, which let, let's go ahead and talk about it, man. Cause I, I think it's been fun to hear. Okay. We, we all know conditioning, lifting, all this stuff. So sometimes it can suck. Like sometimes, you know, it's not fun. It's not supposed to be fun. But there's two things that have, if you just look at what we've learned so far about Luke Day, his system, if you will, as far as strength and conditioning, combined with uh, Shane Beamer's overall approach, everything that they have done so far, uh, I would say, has involved some level of either competitiveness, like where you're, you're trying to create um, that competitiveness and, and trying to sort of have a winner, basically, and has been and or has been team building. Sometimes it's been both within the same thing, but it seems like it hasn't been. Hey, let's just get bigger. Let's just get stronger. It's been competitiveness, accountability, and team building. I would say have been three major themes we have seen. South Carolina try to weave is maybe the word into all of their off season stuff. Uh, and that was part of it, which has been very interesting to sort of see glimpse, you know, glimpses, glimpses, little pieces of what South Carolina has done this off season on the football side, Chris. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, in, in the picture I referenced, uh, and I don't know if this part's stealing your thunder, but you know, Marshawn Lloyd and Ortre Smith, you know, side by side, and so I think that really the point I was going to make about that is just, you know, Marshawn Lloyd still has a knee brace on. We don't know yet if he's, at what point he's going to be full going spring practice, but just getting a look at him running around. Um, mm-hmm. Getting a look at Ortre Smith running around for the first time in a while. Seeing how some of these guys have progressed. Some of the guys that we've heard uh, look a little faster, look a little quicker than they have. Do we get a sense of that? I think day one, it's going to be a scramble just to put eyes on as many things as we possibly can on the field. Yeah, and let's uh, let's go out now. Let's bring in Colin Taylor, um, who is looking a little bit blurry right now, but hopefully it will clear up there. And by the way, real real quick answer to this: Kev, Kevin Taylor says if it's fun, they aren't working hard enough. I get your point, Kevin, but I kind of disagree, man. I I think so, some days some days are going to be awful. That's that's conditioning. That that's part of it. But 
you can work hard and you can get beaten down as far as running, you know, extra running, sprinting, lifts when you're maxing out, stuff like that. I think you can get beaten down and work hard, but there still be an element of fun. So every second may not be fun, but it's fun to it's fun to complete a workout for sure. So anyway, we'll maybe go into that a little bit later on. And yes, to answer the other question, we should have some live practice reports um, tomorrow. And uh, we, of course, have live updates as Colin Taylor watches South Carolina take on Vandy this weekend. Colin, um, appreciate you hanging out and letting me finish that long thought as you were waiting in your Cubs jacket. And, uh, dude, it, it does not get any easier for South Carolina baseball. This time last week we were sitting here talking about South Carolina, Texas. Now uh, we'll talk about South Carolina's trip to uh, to Vanderbilt. Your uh, your big picture thoughts. Yeah, um, no tacos to run to this week, so uh, we're good on that front. I've already eaten lunch. Uh, but, yeah, this is <laughs> – it's life in the SEC and in life when you schedule a road series uh, against a top 20 opponent the week before conference play begins. So you go, you know, out of the fire right into the frying pan almost, it feels like, just because you, you go from playing Texas, who has a Friday night arm that's a potential first rounder in time Madden, and now you get to go face Kumar Rocker and Jack Leader, who are two potential top 10 picks in, in this year's uh, MLB draft. So. It's a tough test. Vanderbilt's a complete team, a national championship contender, um, and South Carolina is going to have their hands full with a team that's, I mean, really, really good and about as complete a team as I've seen in college baseball this year. Colin, we hit on on this one uh, several days ago. I, th- I don't think you were on the show at the time, but we were talking about Vandy. I think this is even before the Texas series and just general look at the schedule. And so Rocker was obviously the first guy – for me, that comes to mind when you think about Vandy and his numbers I ran through at that time, run through them again. Uh, they're absurd. 4 0, a 0 ERA. That'd be 0.00. Zero. zero. Like, how does that even happen? Like a literal zero. In four starts, by the way. Like, has not allowed a run in four starts. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, eight walks, uh, 34 strikeouts. Now, now, the thing that I knew Thomas Farr had been really good too. Looking at it, you know, you see Thomas Farr, 2-0, 1.54, but he's got seven walks, one less than Rock, than Rocker, and, and four less strikeouts, 30 strikeouts. So he's obviously been really good too. But but Rocker has given up, you know, in, in 23 innings, he's given up eight hits, you know, and, and opponents hitting, couldn't find it. I think it was it was 108 or something when we saw it the other day. So for, for a South Carolina team that scuffled a little bit during this during this losing streak, um, how, how how does the approach change? How how can they find some success against a guy that can be so dominant in rocker? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to jump on him early. He's not a guy that you want to go down in the count to. He's not someone that – if you get 0-1 on him, it's almost like being 0-2. If you get up on him, you need to be able to attack and hunt fastballs and – just get after him. Again, easier said than done because his stuff is so good and he has so many great pitches. But you're just going to have to find ways to get on base. You're going to have to find ways to – South Carolina has been bad the last four games with runners on and runners in scoring position. Um, they've stranded over, I think, 30 base runners over the last four games. So 
you're going to get guys on. I mean, South Carolina should be able to get guys on at different points. And now it's, you're going to have to drive them in. You're going to have to put pressure on this Vanderbilt offense to, you know, to score and keep up with you because South Carolina, both pitching staffs are really good. And you're just going to have to go out and try to attack Kumar Rocker as quickly as possible, get him off his game a little bit. And South Carolina has been a very aggressive offense early in counts this year, and, and I don't anticipate that changing. Yeah, I, I think those are all good points, Colin. And it seems to me like, man, when, when you face a guy like this, you know, if you're South Carolina or anybody facing him, really, you only get so many opportunities to make a dent. Yeah. You know, now you you probably will. No pitcher is perfect, even if they are the best pitcher in the country. You are you will probably get a couple of opportunities, um, not near as many opportunities as you do against other pitchers. So, can you take advantage of it? And whether that opportunity means you get a couple of guys on, you maybe have a couple of balls that just blue can drop for you. Uh, maybe he's a little bit out of sync and walks a couple of guys. Can you take advantage? And can you take advantage of the few mistake pitches that he may make throughout, you know, his 100 pitches in a game? So uh, we'll see if South Carolina can do that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. We see the numbers. We see, obviously, how good the, the kid is. What can you tell us about uh, Kumar Rocker as far as his repertoire and what he actually is on the mound as far as that South Carolina will be facing? He is as bulldog a competitor as you can get. I mean. He made headlines, obviously, in that 2019 mark to a title, throwing that no-hitter against Duke. and um, He's got a fastball that's mid to upper 90s. I mean, just elite, elite fastball. Throws a really great changeup. A slider that goes box to box. I mean, it's just – it's big league stuff. I think you could put him on the Pirates and, or put him on a team that might not necessarily be projected to be all that good this year. And he'll start – yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I said bad, not middle of the pack. Thank you very much. Um, you could put him on a big league roster today, and he might be your number three starter. And just with the stuff he has, and his fastball is explosive, plays really well with the changeup, the slider, swing and miss. I mean, all of these pitches are, are plus plus pitches, and um, South Carolina's got their hands full. Now they've seen stuff like this before in scrimmages with. Thomas Barr and Brandon Jordan, not necessarily to Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter's level, but they're going to have their hands full. They're going to have their hands full with this repertoire. Colin, when you when you look at the you know the first eleven versus the last four, obviously a, a swing in momentum for South Carolina in terms of record. Um, aside from just the leap in competition that they faced against Texas, is the biggest difference that led to you know dropping four straight games as opposed to losing 11 straight is it the timely hitting that we saw because it seemed like we saw that during the streak and against Texas lots of stranded runners game the other night against Davidson stranded runners we saw a lot more of that is that the biggest thing that that you took away that they're going to have to improve on to get back you know to winning their winning ways yeah it's, it's timely hitting um this group was able to get timely hits in their first 11 uh, they were hitting for a lot of power. Obviously, those two Clemson walk-offs were huge. Just from a timely hitting standpoint, you got hits with runners on, and they just haven't been able to do that the last four games. And it's obviously cyclical. Baseball is just a weird sport where 
some games you do, some games you don't. And they just haven't been able to get those hits they've needed to get. Um, pitchers, especially two, Wednesday against Davidson, um, didn't throw as many strikes. They threw strikes too – the strikes they threw were too much in the zone, and then when they walked guys, the guys made them pay. It was just – and it's just – it's baseball at this point. I'm not ready to hit any panic button, but South Carolina needs to get better at um, limiting walks and getting timely hits because if you can't do that, especially in the SEC – good teams will come back to bite you. And, and you saw that against Texas and um, Vanderbilt's the same situation where they can make you pay if, if you don't capitalize on your opportunities in games. The the one thing that ha- even during this losing streak, Davidson aside and in the Sunday game against Texas, I guess you could throw in there, the pitching was still good for South Carolina. The first two you know games of the Texas series overall, just didn't do enough from a hitting standpoint. How, how does South Carolina looking forward to the Vandy series? How do these pitchers match up with the Vandy offense? Obviously, when you think of Vandy, you think of Rocker, you think of, you know, their pitching rotation. But how about the hitters? How does South Carolina match up there? Again, well-rounded offense. They're, I think three different guys have at least four home runs. They've hit the same amount of home runs as South Carolina has this year, but they don't have a guy with double digits like most part. Um, this was – it's well-rounded. They steal a lot of bases. They get on base. They, they hit for extra bases. Um, this is a team that's, I mean, as well-rounded an offense as you can possibly get. And um, South Carolina, from a pitching standpoint, you got to limit walks because if they get on base, they'll be able to hurt you. Um, you have to keep the ball down in the zone because, again, if you elevate and miss a spot, miss a location, then they'll make you pay and they could – you know, send it over the fence or, or put it in the gap. So South Carolina as a team is going to have a lot of problems and it's just a matter about executing pitches and, and staying low in the zone because Vanderbilt will be able to make this team pay if they make a mistake more than once. Can, can South Carolina, I'll say it like this, can South Carolina beat Vanderbilt? Is there a path to the Gamecocks taking two of three and winning this series this weekend? Sure, there's always a path. I mean, all of a sudden, South Carolina you know, knocks around one of the – I don't think they'll take the first two games. I don't think it'll be one of those where you go in there and you beat Kumar Rocker and Jack Leader back-to-back. I mean, it's just – that's a tough t- task for really any team in college baseball. Um, but if you can take one of the first two and you're going into Sunday with the series split and um, you saw against Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt gave up 10 runs. So – um. Yeah, there's a chance you have to get out. I think you got to get out to an early lead against either Rocker or Leader and force them to kind of play from behind. Um, but you know that's easier said than done. But there's definitely a path, and and I hope that Virginia Tech still winning that one. I see the eyes dart to the TV. Is that still Virginia Tech winning that one? No, Florida. Um, actually, 49 seconds left. Um, if you're listening to this later on, uh, we're recording at 2:28 p.m. 49 seconds left. Uh, Florida actually just turned the ball over. That Florida's winning 62 to 59. So um, we're going to have an interesting finish here. Um, hopefully the Gamecocks and Vanderbilt will have interesting finishes this weekend. And hopefully we will have an interesting day on the football field on Saturday, Colin. Uh, Chris and I have been talking about the last couple of days what we are most interested to see. So I'll ask you as well. 
Um, what is Colin Taylor most intrigued by, most interested to witness with his own eyes in person at the football fields on Saturday? Outside of the pregame playlist? Or the yes, playlist. other than that. Um, did you enjoy my tweet earlier today? I did. Unless the second one they've done with Nuck If You Buck as a, a background noise. But obviously Marshawn Lloyd is one that if he's in there doing anything, I mean, come on. It's, everyone's going to be talking about Marshawn Lloyd. Um, I'm interested to see what the offensive line is going to look like. Um, just from you have all these pieces returning, but how did they fit together and how do they work in tandem and just how they replace a guy like Sedarius Hutcherson. And it's a group with a lot of talent that was really good in terms of run blocking last year, struggled in pass protection. So um, you can't win in the SEC without a good offensive line. And I'm intrigued to see just kind of how Greg Atkins and, and that group develops over the course of the next few weeks. Colin, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate the time. Um, what can Gamecock Central fans look forward to this weekend? I mean, I know you're going to have your your game thread. Are you going to have baseball going, maybe some basketball on the side TV, basketball on the laptop? What, what's the setup? I, I know you want to try to watch a little bit of everything tonight. Yeah, so what we'll probably do is I'll take the TV I have in my office, bring it out to the living room. It's a little smaller put it on the coffee table, have that going with something and have something going on the big TV in the living room too. And then something probably on my iPad or laptop to go along with it, to get as many games going as possible because um, there's not a shortage of good sports this weekend. I'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah the, the three screen experience um, I might have to do the same thing. Colin, appreciate you as always, man. Uh, we'll see you soon. Okay. Awesome. Thanks y'all. Yep. Colin Taylor, Gamecock Central beat writer. Appreciate him. Taking the time, as always, that's a busy man right there. Um, very busy, but does a great job, obviously, for us on GamecockCentral.com. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest with y'all, we are not probably not going to go to the full hour today. We're going to chat a little bit and then uh, and then get out of here. And I hope to uh, to have my, uh, my Carolina Confidential up maybe within the hour as soon as we get off. And, Chris, I'm, I'm hoping also – that there is a resolution on the South Carolina men's basketball situation uh, at some point within the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, obviously, we run the risk at this point of, of being outdated at some point because of when you know when you do a podcast, uh, but it is 2.32 Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, from what I've heard, Chris, I did want to give everybody a little quick update. What I've heard – um, there have been, I would say, very in-depth conversations that have involved Frank Martin, have involved the the higher-ups at South Carolina. Uh, multiple conversations without going into exact details on when and where and all that stuff. Um, it wasn't just the beginning of the week. These have extended out you know, into Thursday. Uh, we mentioned earlier this week that we thought it might extend out into the middle of the week. Is it now, now obviously – um, not the conversations have extended to Friday, but the situation has extended to Friday. As of right now, no uh, finality to this, publicly or privately, but I do expect there to be some resolution soon. Um, I still don't know what exact way 
it's going to head. I, I think there has been a sense from a lot of people, you know, that it's headed one way. But then I, I also still think it has been a fluid situation that has maybe uh, the percentages have, have maybe drifted at, at times. So I um, I do know one thing soon there needs to be a resolution of this. And uh, so that South Carolina, no matter what this decision is, can start to move forward and give themselves the best chance to win and be ready to win and be prepared regardless of what that decision actually is. Yeah. And I was going to say, this is a a deal where you you just don't feel like it can, it can go a lot longer. You know, you you need to get a resolution while Virginia tech just sunk a three with 1.4 seconds left to tie it. That was insane. Um, But yeah, you you don't want this, uh, you don't want this situation to drag on that much longer, Wes. I mean, it's a, it's a deal where I think our timeline here um, in tracking this, you know, it seemed like it was going, something was going to get done earlier, right? But it did not. And I don't know if you've really put your finger on why exactly. We don't really have to get into into that much detail. But, I, you know, I don't know if, that we've been able to figure out exactly why it's taken that long, right? But, you know, it has. And so that said, don't expect it to drag out, you know, that much longer. Um Interesting thing here, Wes. I, I don't really. I think this is something that would have been done anyway. That the university actually sent out a release twenty-seven minutes ago, uh, saying that Frank Martin had received an award, basically the NABC Guardians of the Game Award for Inclusion. It has a quote from Frank Martin in it and everything. Just interesting timing on that, I guess. While all this is going on, probably would have sent that out regardless. But um, yeah, just goes to show he's. Still on board, still here, and uh, we'll, we'll get a resolution at some point soon. I know you're tracking that one much more closely. Well, and um, worth pointing out, it it kind of, in a lot of ways, has been sort of business as usual yeah. for Frank Martin and the staff as far as, like, the day-to-day, right? Yeah. You know, they um, there are reports um, on Twitter from, from guys that cover basketball recruiting from, like, a national standpoint about Frank uh, and staff meeting, of course, over Zoom, but meeting with a uh, potential transfer who they're recruiting. Um, I reported this, and I've been told by multiple people that Frank has already met with um, his current team with the individual sort of post, um, post-season post meetings where you talk about uh, you know the plans for them moving forward, their plans, if they want to transfer, if they don't want to transfer, um, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, – you know, I, I think it, it kind of it's been weird in, in that it's been business as usual in some ways, but then in other ways, um, you know, it, it is not, has not been. You're not you're always meeting with your bosses at the end of the year, but obviously, it's been probably some some different conversations this year. I, I do think uh, it, it appears that South Carolina has allowed Frank Martin to sort of make his case and provide. Um, his thoughts on the program moving forward. And, um, you know, we'll see again. Uh, And it, it honestly, it may, there may be a resolution literally by the time you are listening to this. Um, But again, the, the, the key for, for all this, for everyone involved is to either rip the bandaid off. If you're going to make a change, you know, and, and make a change or, to then say we're going to keep Frank Martin and find the absolute best way 
to support him moving forward, um, which is always a key, and and to um, for there to be conversation about uh, you know what needs to happen with the men's basketball program to fix what happened on the court this year. And I um, I can't say I'm a basketball expert by any means from like an X's and O's standpoint, but I do feel comfortable saying that we should have our, our subscribers and our readers covered on this one moving forward about what, what's happening, what's going to happen, and um, hopefully about you know, what it all means regardless of what that decision is one way or the other. So stay tuned on GamecockCentral.com for that. Um, Chris, did you fill out a bracket? I'm ashamed to say I have not filled out a bracket. We've been, I wanted to do one with the wife and let the kids who were too young to know, but I'm just going to let them pick and they probably do way better than I would. I did not fill out a bracket is the point is the short answer. I'm a little embarrassed by it. It is what it is. Do better next time, Chris. Yes, you must do better. Um, what do you, What do you have, Wes? Let's Let's hear yours. Let's get a rundown. Well, I I will say I was very excited to see Virginia Tech hit that shot because I picked Virginia Tech to beat Florida in round one. Um, and let's see what I have. I've got two brackets. One is an ESPN, and then the other one I did the the Gamecock Traditions bracket that I had been posting about on on Gamecock Central where the uh, you can win like a million dollars or something or you win $500 gift card and so on that one I went to fill it out this morning because I was working on some stuff and I realized the entire bracket had to be in by noon and it was like 11:55 so I literally hit the randomize button on this one so I want to see does my randomized bracket do any better than my actual bracket which I filled out on ESPN. My guess is that the randomized could do just as well. So we will see. Uh, let's see. Did, did Arkansas? Okay, Arkansas is winning 67 to 60 right now uh, with a little over five minutes to go in that game. My my champion, and this is the uh, the completely randomized bracket. Who is my final four? <laughs> Michigan makes it, which is, you know, that's doable. UCSB, as a 12 seed, makes it all the way to the Final Four. Nice. Rutgers, as a 10 seed, makes it. And Arkansas, who was losing to Colgate uh, about 30 minutes ago, <laughs> makes it to the Final Four. And Arkansas defeats UCSB in the national championship. UCSB, how about that? A 12 seed to the title game in your randomized bracket. I wonder how they come yeah. up with that. Um, Gonzaga goes down to you. You know, I think if the problem with a randomized, it, you know, if you just pushed the the 16 or the one seeds and the two seeds and the three seeds um, forward and then randomized the rest, you would. I think you would almost absolutely have just as good a shot as being right. Now, the the part the problem with the randomized, where it's literally if it's just a coin flip for each game, is that you know you've got you've got sixteens beating some ones. You got 
15s beating twos. And as we've seen, yeah, it happens, but it just doesn't happen at a very high clip. But if you're randomizing it, it's, it's a 50-50 deal. So so we'll see. Um, I don't know if I even said it. I picked Gonzaga in my regular bracket. Um, I don't even know who I have going to the Final Four. I just do it for, for another reason to follow. I don't really care who wins. Um, although I do kind of hope Winthrop wins the game. That's my mom's alma mater. I know a lot of people who went to Winthrop. Uh, it's you know I'm from York, South Carolina, so – it's right down the road in Rock Hill. Um, I do hope they win a the game. So, who who are you pulling for, Chris? Are you pulling for anybody? No, there, there's no pulling for me. I, I just, I just, I'm rooting for a bunch of some upsets and a bunch of really, really good games. Which, as we continue to record here, Florida and Virginia Tech, really, really good game, and that's all I'm rooting for. We need less Illinois Drexel. Illinois has doubled up Drexel, fifty-six to twenty-eight as of now. Less of that. More upsets, more chaos, more great. We want madness. Let's do it. Complete madness. Um, all right, y'all. We appreciate it. Good. I was about to say good show. That's for y'all to that's for y'all to judge. I don't know if it was a good show or not. It was a fun show. I enjoyed it. And we appreciate you joining us as always. Um, please hit the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be, I think, notified if we um, if we have a show, you'll have a chance to hit the little bell button on there. It'll, it'll definitely notify you if you do that. Or leave us a review. If you're on a Apple Podcasts or Google or whatever it is you like to listen, please leave us a review. Um, it doesn't even have to be a nice review. Just tell us how you feel, and uh, and we'll certainly go from there. Hope, hope you've enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy some sports, and uh, stay safe out there. For Chris, I'm Wes. We'll see you all on Monday.